Hey, Blendies. Welcome back to The Blended. I'm Desi. And I'm Ari. And this week we have a special guest joining. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Teddy, um, future author, model, also better known as Teddy Nantil on Instagram. Yeah, so this week's conversation and topic is about mental health. So come on in, get comfy, and let's get blending. So let's start off with definitions with Desi. So the definition of mental health is a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. So when we hear the words mental health, we there are many different ways to kind of go about it, many different ways to deal with it, cope with it. And there's many different types of mental disorders that people go through and suffer through daily in life. So just to throw a few of them out there, it's anxiety, um, bipolar, personality, mental disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, psychotic disorder, which is schizophrenia, mood disorder, mental disorders, and panic disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders. And one that we're all talking about today is going to be depression so some people may not know but what causes these things to happen is it's hereditary in some cases sometimes we may go through something in life that may trigger it or may cause us to go through these things so with that being said also all these different types of mental disorders can happen in many different um, age ranges from very young all the way up to, you know, pre-adult and adults. So with that, Teddy, talk to us about your, your experience with depression. Um, I think honestly, I kind of want to start off with just saying that it took me the longest to um, realize that I had, uh, a mental health disorder, which is depression. Um, I never, I was always a happy person. I was always smiling. I always try to make other people smile. I, I never really even consider it. Um, I always just thought I was that person that just, you know, had my down days uh, when I'm not smiling as much. Um, but then uh, my mom came to me one day and she was like, hey, you know, I've been hearing and seeing you post different things on Instagram, on Facebook, on all these different platforms. And I kind of just she was kind of in the background and uh, she was like, hey, you know, I suffer for from depression. And I was like, OK, well, you know, what does that mean? And she was like, well, I'm basically letting you know and telling you that you most likely have it as well um, because she suffered. And as you said, Desi, it's a hereditary so that was kind of one of the things that I didn't know. So I, I said that to say that a lot of people don't even know that they have it. You know, they just kind of go day to day and, oh, I'm just having a down day. Oh, I'm just having a bad day. I ne- would have never even thought about it. So, right. you know, that was the first thing, just realizing and noticing that it is hereditary. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my depression just honestly came from trying to make other people happy and it didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. Oh, wow. um, so then that would kind of put me in like in a down or a, a, a down state or funky mood. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that would kind of be like the synopsis of the beginning of where it all started for me. Okay. So is there a story behind your depression that you'd like to share? Is there anything that you've dealt with in your life that 
put you in that state of depression where you may not have been able to, or you had to learn how to deal with it, how to cope with it or anything like that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying, um, you know, the age ranges, it's kind of happened to me within our age ranges, like uh, being uh, younger, it was, or at a young age, I should say, it was uh, being molested um, by a close family member. Um, and then up until the age range that we're in now, which is me being 26, a couple of years ago, I lost my son. And not lost him as in death. It was I found out that after two years that he wasn't my son. So, you know, I, I kind of had that full scale of, you know, it being younger all the way up until pre-adult and then being adult itself. I think that out of the two, uh, I think losing my son was the worst because it was like when you wake up to something every single day and you know something is yours, you know something is you have no doubt in your mind that that being or a person or whatever it is is yours. Um, and then for it to be taken away f from you, uh, it, it does put you in a mental state because you get so used to it. You literally do things verbatim. I would, you know, give him a call. If he wasn't with me, um, I would give him a call to say, hey, you know, how you doing, dad, just checking on you and things like that. So to have to correspond something like that into your life and then it be taken away, um, that's kind of, a big deal, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, taking even even taking the word "kinda" out is not a kinda. It is a big deal, and it was okay. a huge deal for me. I think a lot of people were, and it's something that we go through. Uh, a lot of men go through literally on a daily basis, and some men cope with it in a better perspective. And I just kind of um, went into a dark, deep depression. I began to drink more. I began to um, post on social media less because it was like this facade that I had to bring up uh, on social media as far as like being happy and being healthy and it just it wasn't there anymore I kind of lost you know my oomph if you will um, so I think that was one of the bigger bigger um, aspects that really really just kind of broke the straw on the camel's back if you will okay um, well with that being said Ari, what about you? Have you gone through anything? Tell us about your experience with it. Yes. Um, my my experience with depression has been very up and down, um, very rocky. It, it was a few years ago when it really hit me all of a sudden. I mean, really out of nowhere, I lost probably every friend, best friend that was like really close to me. Um you know, it was for the best, you know, it was the, the better thing to happen. But in that moment, it just, I felt like my whole world was turned upside down. And it was mm -hmm. just, you know, just different things coming to the light, making me kind of feel like, okay, oh, well, you were never really for me. You were never really for me. And it all kind of boiled over one night. It was a simple text message. And it sent me into a really deep depression. Um, one of my friends, I said, hey, we still going out? I said, no, you know, I said, I'm actually feeling kind of suicidal tonight. I don't know what's going on. She said, oh, I hope you feel better. And that's where I kind of felt like, oh, this person really does not care about me. And I call you my best friend. So then, gotcha. you know, it was like uh, just kind of like a downward spiral from there. Um, and I went to a place that was really dark and there was no one there but me. And when I looked in the mirror, it was still me looking back at myself and 
I really had to make the choice to pick myself up by the bootstraps and just keep going because there was going to be no one else there to, to make sure that I lived through that moment. And it literally turned into me just taking it second by second every day and, you know, just getting through one second to make it to a minute, to make it to an hour, you know? So Mm -hmm. once I realized relying on people and things to make me happy and really just finding that happiness and that self-worth within me, I was fine because I was really putting a lot of power into other people Um, I'm just allowing them to really control my moods and my emotions and how I feel about things. So when they went empty, so did I. So that's where my depression really rooted from, just kind of depending on the the wrong folks and putting my all and, of course, wearing my heart on my sleeve. You know, it's a double-edged sword when you have a big heart. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely where the root of my depression started Uh, since you know, that first downward spiral. I have, of course, been, you know, through little ups and downs, but I've really been able to get a handle on it, recognize my triggers, and know what I can deal with and what I can't as a person. Um, Sometimes I do have to cry it out. And I had to realize, you know, I was raised that if you cry, you're weak. I was raised that way. It was always said to me, and I had to come to a point to say, no, Ari, tears are signs of strength. This is yourself telling you, okay, I've had enough. This is too much. I need to let this thing out before it consumes me. So, um, yeah. So that was my my uh, tug, tug of war with depression. It's definitely still going on every once and again. But I have an amazing support system within myself and then outside of me as well. Yeah, and Ari, it's, 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 I was... Um, listen to you like is that's honestly and truly what it is like and that's what it was for me as well like you have to be when it comes to depression you have to be your number one supporter and and there's a couple of bullet points to that like you know first being honest with yourself you have to you know let people know and get people or try to get people to understand the reason why I put a big emphasis on try is because a lot of people won't understand it because I heard Mm -hmm. you say that you know (laughs) the, the night that you text your friend it was kind of like oh, okay you're all right we still about to go out but uh you know we'll check on you later type thing <laughs> right. and i think um you know like for a coping mechanism um for me was honestly turning into what i needed other people to be mm. um yeah. and, and and to go further into that is basically my way of saying like a lot of people didn't understand it they didn't understand what I was going through. And I think it was mostly because I was that happy person. They were used to me smiling. They were used yes. to me, you know, being happy-go-lucky and cheerful mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And so they would only speak upon it on the days that I wasn't all those things. And then yeah. so, you know, when I finally brought it out and said, hey, I suffer from depression. At first, it was that no it can't be it can't be like not you not you, you. Like, like, <laughs> not you. and and i yeah. think a lot of people they they go through that 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 moment of not you moment not you yeah. and then even further for us personally mm-hmm. other people go through that not you moment but us personally we go through that not me moment like exactly. no that can never be me yeah. that can never that can never um be me that can never be who I am that can never be what I'm becoming that can never be who I was you know yes. a lot of those things so 
you know, I, I totally concur with you saying as far as, you know, having to be that person for yourself. And because that's what it was for me as well. Like I had to become what I needed other people to be. I had to be able to um, show them what I needed. And it was a little hard because like it's a lot of things that you're going through when you initially start and you initially accept. It's like first, oh, no, it's not me. Then it's more or less accepting it. And then more or less, okay, now let's deal with it. And now let's get others to deal with it. And then now let's get others to understand. Um, so, yeah, it, it is kind of hard. Um, and I pushed a lot of people away. Uh, yeah. I pushed a lot of people away because they weren't, um, how do I say, they weren't understanding at first. Mm -hmm. You know, so they it's kind of like, it. well, I can't really get you to understand if I don't really understand it, but then you have those peoples. I like to call them like those, those angels that stick with you through thick and thin, no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those are the people that you can honestly and truly when, once you suffer depression, you know, you can find your true friends and it's not yes. saying that the other people aren't your friends. I'm not saying that because like I said, everybody adjusts to it. Everybody understands it differently. So someone mm -hmm. who doesn't understand it the way that you, want them to understand the first day or the second day, first week, two weeks, whatever, you know, that doesn't mean that they're not their friend. They just need to be a little bit more educated. Now you have right. some people that um, I had to more or less X out because they were on a more childish aspect. You know, they didn't want to understand it because you got a difference between people that just don't understand. And you got people that just don't want to understand it yeah. all. Ignorant um, to it, yeah. And everybody has their different and I don't it's not I don't look down on them either because they everybody has their own different reasons of why they can't understand or why they won't understand. Because, you know, I found out that a lot of people that like honestly, for me, me personally, a lot of people that couldn't understand was or didn't want to understand was because they were suffering from depression as well. So it wasn't the fact that they didn't want to. It was the fact that they couldn't because they were. Um, kind of going through the same things that I was going through. So it's kind of like both of us were teaching each other at that time. And it's sometimes you can't do that. You got to have people that are um, further along in it, you know, and I ain't saying yeah. go find the most depressed person that you know and have a conversation with them. No, I'm not saying that. But then you find those people um, and it's all type of outlets. You got Facebook, um, it's groups mm -hmm. on Facebook. You got Instagram uh, mm -hmm. pages, Facebook pages. Yeah. You got different uh uh, outsources that you have online um, that people are basically saying, you know, I'm depressed or I suffer from depression. Let's talk like, you know, conversational pages and things like that. So, like I said, going back to the, the initial, I totally can understand you when you were saying like having to cut some people off and, you know, losing some people uh, in that season itself, because not everybody is um, as understanding as the next. Definitely. Yes, I can agree to that. And we are survivors in the end, you know, when it comes to battling depression as a whole, we are mm -hmm. truly survivors. And yeah, I could definitely agree to that. Desi, do you want to hop in and tell us your, I know you've had some experiences yourself. Yeah, my depression kind of started at a young age when I was in school and stuff was being bullied and stuff like that. But Back when I was younger and that happened, I was kind of had that mindset of um, laughing and not caring what people said. Mm -hmm. But deep down inside, I did care. Yeah. Um, now, years later, I do not care at all what people say. People bully me every day, but it doesn't phase me. I don't get affected by it. Um, mm -hmm. A little more unto 
recent when I was became depressed was in 2017, I lost my mom. And losing my mom, I lost my best friend. Mm. So with that being said, a lot of people, when I was dealing with it, a lot of people didn't know how to approach me. Those people who haven't lost a parent, haven't lost their mother in general, sometimes they don't know how to deal with it. And it happened in 2017. And when it happened, I did not, I was supposed to be the strong one in the family. Mm. So I didn't show emotion towards it. And I kept my emotions balled up inside for over a year and a half. Wow. Before having my actual breakdown and accepting that she had was no longer here. Um, and with that being realizing I was depressed was came with suicidal thoughts, came with what is the purpose of me being here? Why am I here and she's not here? Mm-hmm. Um, I started questioning. Um, God and why things ha- why it happened and um, I was that person who didn't want to be around my family whenever uh, I was dealing with my, my, my depression I didn't want to be around family I wanted to be around friends more because my family being who they are they're not, I don't want to say that the people who kind of just, okay, it happens and we deal with it, but everybody deals with stuff in their own way. Right. And the way that I wanted to deal with it and cope with it, they didn't, they weren't on the same page as far as wanting to deal and cope with it. And so it took one of my friends telling me, hey, I can't be your person to, for you to come to. I can't. I can't be, I love you, but you have to figure it out. You have to, you know, sit down and talk to your family, even though you don't want to, because you know that they're not, you know, they don't deal with it the same way you're, you've been dealing with it. But it took that person telling me, Hey, I need you to step back, realize the problem because you know what the problem is and find a solution. Mm -hmm. So once I did that, I was able to, you know, go into, a little bit more of learning how to deal with it and accepting it. And I still have my moments. Everybody still has their moments where they have their down days and things like that. But until it was hard for me because a lot of my friends and people I was close to, they still have their parents in their life. So mm-hmm. it took, I still felt alone. I still felt like I had nobody even though there are people there for you, you still feel like you're alone mm-hmm. um, because nobody understands exactly what you're dealing with mm-hmm. when it comes to losing a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, like I literally would cry once I had my breakdown after a year and a half of her being gone, I would cry. I would 
I had many suicidal thoughts. Mm. I there were plenty of times where I called friends and told them, hey, I'm not okay. And they would want to talk, but I'm that person who shuts down and I don't want to talk about stuff. So dealing with that, it was hard. And still to this day, there's days where I have my days where I'm like, I don't want to be here, but I try and think of the positive or I try and catch it before it gets to that point. And I try and talk to somebody about it. Mm. Well, adding to that, um, Blendies, is that, is that, that's what y'all call them? Blendies? Yeah. Okay. Blendies. So y'all about to get a, like a real, real, like real life, because I, I, I'm sure that, um, Ari and uh, Desi can, they always, when they, when they get on here with you guys and they give you all these awesome topics that you guys go through every single day, they give you the facts, they try to keep it for the facts and then they, they go accordingly. But I want to give y'all like a real life, like moment right now. So that best friend that she was speaking about was me. Um, mm. And I kind of want to add to that. Like I never wanted her to think that she was alone. I just, but I think me and her, we were so close um, we're so close. And then I had to. So when she said that, I said, hey, just deal with it. It wasn't coming from a, a aspect of just like get out of my face and deal with it. No, it wasn't that. It was that I noticed that she was in that denial point. Right. She was, you know, she she was a we had so much of a close friendship that it was me and her every single day, me and her every single day. And I had to let her know, which is going to the point that, you know, she has said as far as like me pushing her away. Like I, I didn't, I never wanted her to feel like she was being pushed away. I just wanted her to be, to come into reality that death is something that happens every single day. And sometimes it's your mom. Sometimes it's a close friend. Sometimes it's somebody that you lost from school. Sometimes it's somebody that's up the street that you just kind of said, Hey, to every once in a while, when you're on your way to work or you're on the way to school, um, and that that it's a real life thing. And so when it, when I was saying those things, as far as, you know, conversating with her, it was just more mostly coming from an aspect of, you know, you do need to speak to your family because I can only I only know know so much about her mother. I only know so much about the good times and should even the bad times that, you know, they went through because I've only known her for six years. But her family has known her her whole life. So it wasn't me coming from the perspective of, you know, just deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. No. Uh, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I never known that you felt that way. So if I made you feel that way, um, I apologize. And 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 I, I'm man enough to uh, to do that. But I also want to let you know that I wasn't coming from that perspective. I just wanted you to be able to go to your family and say, hey, I'm messed up about this. I messed up about my mother being gone, like, you know, if it's your aunt, then yeah, you lost your niece. If it's your grandfather, then you lost your daughter. If it's your grandmother, then you lost your daughter. If if it's your cousin, then oh yeah, they lost their cousin. But hey, I need you guys to know that I lost my mom and yes, I'm hurt yes, about yes. that. That's what I wanted her. That's what I was, you know, wanted her to come to that realization to be able to go and talk to her family because it was certain things that I didn't know. So it was sometimes where, you know, it was uncomfortable for me to have to, you know, be that person, which I never had a problem with. I just wanted 
it, it was hard. It was hard to be that person. It was hard to continuously be that person. It's so it's only so many conversations that you can have. It's only so many text messages of saying it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna get better. Um, uh, you know, just remember the good times. Remember the you know the the Christmases and the cookies that you made on this day and the birthdays. You know, it's only so much of that as a friend that I can be. And then not only that to go even further as a man like you know uh, you know men we deal with things a little bit different mm -hmm. um Ari I heard you say earlier that your family you know they kind of was on that you know pick up the pieces and cry later type thing and that's legit that that's legit what my family was mm -hmm. um so it was definitely hard for me to be there for her um and then not be able to understand because but it was also it was that fine line because it's like I'm trying to understand you but you're only giving me so much, but then I know that you can only give me so much because you become emotional. You, be, you, you, right. you tend to cry. You, you tend to do a lot of things that, you know, that make you, you know, sad when you speak about the conversation itself. So, um, you know, like I said, like, you know, Blindies, y'all really getting some, like some real life stuff right here. And I, you know, I just wanted to kind of put that point in there, you know, to one, to like I said, to apologize to you. If you, you know, now knowing that you felt that, I truly do apologize to you. And it was never my intentions um, to, you know, make her feel that way because it was just, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying even further, you know, when two people that were going through depression goes through depression it's it's hard for both of us to have that conversation we we have to outsource and network with other people who have gotten past it like she had to um network i mean she had to go out and speak to people that had you know lost their mother like i haven't lost my mother you know yeah. um but i have lost my grandmother and i'm not saying that's the same thing but it's like you can't you can't mix those two up to say that it's on the same thing, you know, because some everybody's caliber of losing their mother and then losing another um, close family member is different. I don't know personally, and I didn't know personally um, how to get her to. I didn't know how to help her, you know. So it, it was never to push her away. I don't ever. I don't want anyone to think that um, that I was pushing her away. I think it was just mostly trying to, you know, actually for me. I, it was kind of in a way to put it in a in a in a in a better perspective. I needed help, like I needed help with her. I needed help with helping her cope, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. You know, yeah. because it was like it was many a days and nights where she called me, and I was running out of stuff to say. So in my eyes, the way I felt, it was like if you go and speak to other people, maybe they can bring out something different. And then you can come back to me and we can have a different conversation and a different perspective on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was, you know, it was only, like I said, it was only so many days that I can say it's going to be all right. It was only so many days. And I know that she only gave me as much as she wanted to give me. Um, but I felt like, okay, well, if you go talk to your sister, you know, you and her conversation can bring out something and then you can bring it back to me and we can have a better conversation and I can have a better understanding. If you go talk to your cousin, if you go talk to your grandmother, if you go talk to your aunt, you know, it can be a better conversation when you bring it to, to me. So it was never to push her away. It was just kind of more or less like my way of saying, I, I, I don't know what else to do, but I will always continue to help you. Um, but to have that help. And, and that's another thing that a lot of people, um, they feel like that 
they can't do. You can go and speak with others. You can go talk to others. You can go have, um, you know, depending on the situation itself, you know, because some some situations are more dire than next. So obviously I wouldn't go Google responses and I never wanted to do that. But people do that. You know, they go Google responses. They go, you know, try to get people to understand and they talk to others so they can you know, better help that person. And there's nothing wrong with that per se, but at the same time, like me being a, a a fundamental person in our life, a profound person in our life, I never wanted to do that. I just wanted to um, be the strongest person for her that I could be. Um, and, but I had got to the end, you know, because as the years went by, cause what is the third, it's the third year that it's about to be. How, how many years has it been since she passed? 2017, so three 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 going on four years and so after that first year second year it was like okay i need you to be able to go and speak with others that way you can bring back something to this table and we can have a better conversation instead of just it's okay because after so long it's okay it's not okay you can't you, you can't say that you know um, and it actually means something, I should say, you know, for the, you know, when you're at the funeral, when you're at the funeral home, when you're at the burial and the first week, second week, third week, maybe in some couple of months, then the words, it's okay. They, they hold weight, but after so long that it just kind of that, that weight and how much that weight is kind of just more or less just withers away. So it was never me put in, you know, you know, bringing back into conclusion, it was never me pushing her away. It was just me like we need others like we need to speak about it in a, in a more profound and understanding way definitely yeah and that's deep that's real i i you know i give my respect to both of you for even discussing something so close and just personal just personal and real it's real and um it, it, i feel like this also kind of proves that you know depression really does it comes for the strongest soldiers in life. Like it, it really gets to uh, the ones who are the strong ones in the, in the friend circle, or, you know what I mean? It, it, it comes at us. And I think it's mm -hmm. because we do, not only do we wear our own burdens on our shoulders, but we, we have the burdens of, of our peers and, mm -hmm. um, and it, and it just kind of shows in that, but, you two have definitely supported each other. And even in that moment when you were like, you know, this is my, this is all I have. And I don't know where the next step is being transparent enough to say that it, it helps that process, you know, it, that really, because if there was a friend who, you know, just kept saying the same thing in repetition and sending her through the same motions that could have been damaging. Um, so it's, I just give kudos to you both for being able to go through that together. I've never lost a parent, even if, you know, I did the, the connection that a child and a mother have is, I mean, it's just, it's a vital connection. So I can't even imagine or begin to imagine what that would be like. Um, so I know that was a, a whole another type of depression along with the emotions that naturally come along with it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So something else that comes with having mental disorders and those mental illnesses is medication. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. me, I was prescribed medication, mm-hmm. and I took it for a little while. And for me, it didn't do anything. Um, Teddy? Uh, I Honestly, up until... Like I, like I said earlier, I'm 26 years old, and up until this last, like my son is my son. Is, well, he would have, well, he's still he's still alive. But anyway, Tristan would have been, uh, well, no, is I keep saying would have been, but Tristan is five. So up until this 2020, so fifth to 2000, yeah, he was born February 24, 2015. But so I said that to say, um, up until these last couple of years, I didn't realize it. You know, I think like for me, it got to a point where I started not to accept it, but started to realize it more when it was random moments of just randomly being unhappy, whether it was sitting on the couch playing the game, whether it was out and about at, you know, Chick-fil-A, if it was in five o'clock traffic, it was those moments where I was just it it was just funk that was over me and I like I don't want to throw in the cliche like the dark cloud but it literally felt like the dark cloud was over me so I said that to uh, translate into I didn't really realize it so I never thought about you know going to get help as far as a therapist and then also even going to the point of medicine Um, I think when a lot of especially men um I think when we hear the word therapy, because that's a form of medication as well, too. That's why I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm, um, definitely. Uh, I think when we hear therapy, we're like, nah, I don't, I'm not really about to go pay somebody to sit for 45 minutes <laughs> when <laughs> I should be able to have that. Um, those people, mm-hmm. per se, like I should have I should I literally try to make my circle my therapist and I had to realize that that was selfish of me because I couldn't put upon them what I expected I heard something a long time ago I think it was actually Nipsey Hussle and i um paraphrasing obviously and he was basically saying you can't put your impression of me on me mm. and so and that and that, that was like some profound stuff because I was like bro that that's that's literally what we do every day we go out and even you know, Instagram, Facebook, like we, they, everybody has this persona of who they think that are, who they think that we are. Um, and it's not always that, you know, so the medication thing for me, I don't know, it was kind of a no-go. It was really a Mm no-go for me because I felt like that was the point where you accept it. I never Mm -hmm. accepted my depression. I just had to understand it more. Um, and so, like I said, I think, you know, once you pop those pills or once you go or whatever the case may be, it don't necessarily have to be pills. It can be, like I said, therapy is a form of medication. Pills is a form of medication. Talking is a form of medication. A Absolutely. bunch of those things that, that we kind of more or less don't even think about is still a form of medication per se. Um, so it was a no go for me. Um, me personally, I never really just got into it because I felt like once you do that, you accepted it. And so then, you know, my form of medication for me was, um, you know, me being a business owner, photography, uh, modeling was a form of medication for me, having a different outlet of just being other than just being in the house. Like when this a little bit before the COVID started, I lost my job. And, you know, they say that the um, uh, idle mind is the devil's workplace. And mm-hmm. I am a true testament to that. Like I legit went 
months and months and months of just sitting in the house, of just sitting in the house of not doing nothing, literally staring at all four walls and 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 just imagining what they would look like with this on it. And like it was it was bad. Um and so I just I don't know. It, it just wasn't for me. I know I kind of keep repeating it, but it, it wasn't it wasn't for me. Like I, I just didn't want to accept it. I just didn't want to feel I felt like that getting out and finding something that I love, finding something that I had a passion for, finding something that I could call mine was my medication. And it turned out to be great. And now there are sometimes, you know, obviously with me being a model, there are times where it's not I'm not always on stage. Uh, there's times where I'm not always uh, the focal point per se, as far as like being in the limelight, you know? And so there are times where sit down, you know, so that, but that's just me personally, my form of medic, um, my form of medication. Some people do need that. Uh, Cause how long do the pills last? Sometimes it's 12 hours. You take, you take, you know, maybe um, six a day or four a day. So that's six, six, um, six hours per pill. You know, some people, basically what I'm saying, some people do need that, 24 hour coverage. Um, mm -hmm. and I didn't need that 24 hour coverage. I've, I've, I just kind of got it to the point where, um, I just needed to, to get out of those moments of pure darkness. And mm -hmm. that's when I would open my phone and look at my, you know, business and, uh, look at, uh, the income that I have from my business. That's when I open my phone and look at past photo shoots that I've done, um, to just realize that, Hey, that was a legit happy moment. Um, so all in all, no, nah, it wasn't for me. Which is understandable. What about you, Ari? Did you, how did you go about the medication part? Yeah, well, I was actually seeing um, a therapist and, you know, they suggested since I was diagnosed, there's some people, you know, they've never actually been diagnosed clinically with these things. I do have um, depressive anxiety. So um, I'm, I'm actually pretty high on both scales and they said you most likely need to get on some medication. Unfortunately, I was also born with a bad thyroid. So they said, well, if you don't take your thyroid medication, which also affects my mental health, of course, so lucky me, but it's kind of like a double-edged sword there. So they said, if you don't take your thyroid medication, none of these pills will do anything for you. So I said, okay, well, you know, let me just try to get back on that. So Long story short, I have I am prescribed these pills, but I do not take them. And um, it wasn't, you know, I couldn't cop out and say like, oh yeah, I, you know, I, my thyroid never got under control or whatever. It wasn't that. It was more so me always remembering my family members and their perception of what it means, the label behind, oh, you're taking a crazy pill. That, that's basically, you know, what I could hear in my brain. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to be that person, even though that's who I am. Um, so it, the journey, the fight is a little harder, a lot, probably a lot harder because I, I don't take the medication after, you know, being told by various professionals that I should, but it's one of those things where, I feel that I'm strong enough to persevere without it, but I, I have had a, a really transparent and honest conversation with myself to know if I ever get back to that point where I was when I first started my downward spiral, I will 
take the pills and I will follow, you know, doctor's orders. But, um, you know, right now I just stick to my prayers and my God and he's my medicine right now. So he's always my medicine. So until, you know, it changes, I'm just going to kind of roll with that. But I have the pills if I need them. So. And, and and I and I honestly I respect that 110 percent and I kind of want to um go back to uh, not to cut you off Ari but um uh, I want to go back to something you know you know my little spiel that I had a moment ago um I don't want anyone and I repeat I don't want anyone to feel like that what I was saying as far as the medicine for me I don't want anyone to feel like that you can't have that as an outlet. What mm-hmm. I said earlier sure. was strictly for me. That's how I coped with it. Um, and there are various um, and a bunch of abundance of reasons of why I did it that way, which one just to put a small note was kind of, you know, what we spoke about earlier, Ari, which was, you know, pick up the pieces and cry later, you know, that. And, and if you break that down, that's basically saying I don't have time to worry at this moment and to be a person that's on pills or I mean to no, I won't say on pills, but to be a person prescribed to pills, that's time consuming. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very time consuming because like if you like I said, like just if if I'm not mistaken, like this I think it's every six hours. Mm-hmm. So if you break that down, if you're at work, you gotta take it. Uh, you know, if you are in the middle of traffic, you got to take it. Like for me, it was just a like I'm not really gonna commit to it. It's a legit commitment, wouldn't you? When you guys say so, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like you know being prescribed is a commitment that I did not want to do. So I'm saying that to say you guys that, and like I said, I repeat, like in in all seriousness, with a bunch of quotation marks. You know how you when you want somebody to know something is true, yes. you put a bunch of quotation marks through text message. So I'm putting a bunch of quotation, uh, uh, I'm sorry, exclamation, exclamation. marks, exclamation marks on this to say, <laughs> yes. um, well, it's still, it's still quotation marks because you, you're saying, yeah, you're I'm speaking. saying that. So right. I was still right, but no, seriously, <laughs> um, I want to put a bunch of exclamation marks on this to say that it's nothing wrong with you having the coping mechanism Absolutely. of medicine. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. I was just mm-hmm. speaking upon me personally. I don't want anyone to take it, like especially men, because us men, we kind of have it harder because it's like, man, I'm not about to pop this pill just for somebody that told me that I'm going crazy or I'm doing this or mm-hmm. I'm, you know, uh, a little sick at this moment to cope with it. I'm not doing it, you know, but I don't want anybody to think that you can't. If you're prescribed, because also, a lot of people are further along in their depression than me. So you legit may need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate okay. enough to, to, to get myself out of that funk earlier. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't still go through depression or have my depression moments. And I'm not saying that, but I was definitely fortunate enough to, you know, get out of it a little bit earlier per se. So, you know, anybody that is, um, that goes to a therapist, anybody that's taking, uh, pills or anybody that's prescribed pills you know if that's what helps you then by all means I support you 110% because one thing about depression you sometimes you need something to lean on yeah, you know absolutely. and if that for you is medication if that for you is therapy if that for you is you know all the other um, sources that you use to get out of it for that moment, get out of it for that second, get out of it 
for those couple of hours, mm-hmm. then good for do you. Yeah, definitely do it. Definitely do it. Whatever it is, like I said, for me it was photography. For me it was uh, modeling. For me it was fashion. For me it was even the minuscule of things of just legit going into my closet and and picking out an outfit. And I may not even have put that outfit on, but I just the, that you know the feel of the the fabrics and the different fabrics and the you know mixing the plaid with this and that you know it gave me that sense of joy and legit for me that's what it was that helped me and that still continues to help me to this day that that three letter word right there j o y you know so whatever it is um that helps you guys do it 110% because like it's the depression is something that will put a fog over you. And so whatever it is that clears up that fog, clears up that cloud, clears up that, you know, those those moments, definitely do it. Like even, you know, calling someone like suicide hotline. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that I'm sure I'm sure, you know, Ari and Desi are gonna have the links and things uh in the Absolutely. numbers accessible for you guys mm-hmm. to yeah. uh, you know to call. Um, and, and, and then, you know, the craziest thing, a, a little small story, and then I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shut up. But anyways, like I, I was watching, I was watching, uh, the, the MTV show catfish and mm. it was a particular, it was a particular episode where it was a girl or a guy, I forget, don't quote me on that, but it was someone that wasn't comfortable with their self. So they, you know, used catfish, uh, the concept of catfishing, I should say, to, to um to cope per se and then so you know they you know you get you know max and eve they get to the point where you know they get to speaking about well what's going on why did this cause it why did you start catfishing things like that and they were just like i'm not comfortable myself so then that translated and led into you know um suicide and all those things like that and so i said Mm -hmm. that to say like at the end of that episode they brought up the suicide hotline and i brought all of that to say that i didn't even know like a person that suffers from depression me a lot of people and if it's just if if, i know at that moment i knew that it wasn't just me that did not know that there was a suicide hotline and so i'm saying that to say that it can be numerous of ways that you can find out and and get yourself help and and to get yourself you know the the resources needed to have a better day like it literally starts with a better day a better Mm -hmm. moment a better Mm -hmm. second a better minute you know, yeah. it literally starts with that. And then you begin to, you know, uh, have better weeks, better months, better years. And then you look back at, at that year moment and be like, you know, this time last year, I was in a dark place. This yeah. time two years ago, I was in a dark place. And it yeah. literally only took me watching TV. And, and I'm saying I said that to also say that sometimes it can be very, very easy for you to get the resources to help you get out of it, you know, because like I, and, and, and I actually did something because I was like, do they do this every episode? And the next episode, they didn't put the suicide hotline on. So it's, it's kind of profound moment for me and a blessing to me because for whatever reason that I clicked on that particular episode, it was mm-hmm. like, a, it was like that episode in, if you will, um, it was like for for me that episode was for me, yeah. you know, kinda. It, it it was like it was for me at that moment. Like I needed to click on 
I mean, don't quote me on this one, but just to put it in perspective, I needed to click on episode six, I mean, season six, episode one or season six, <laughs> you know, I yeah. needed to click on that one specifically. Now, why I clicked on it, I now know the reason, you know, right. um, but it's, it's, you know, going back to what I was saying, like, it's so easy to, to find the sources. Now, is it easy to utilize the sources, which is a whole different topic, mm. but nonetheless, is it easy to always utilize them? No, because sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like, man, I ain't about to get nobody 10, 15 minutes of my time just to talk it out, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's not easy, but the sources are there. And like yeah. I said, I'm sure that they're going to, you know, have those sources for you guys. And it's always love um, mm-hmm. when it comes to my, like, even, and even still hit me up on Instagram, like say, hey, you know, I am just, I, I heard your episode from, you know, introduce me, let me know who you are. And I have no problem with speaking to anyone that is on the other end of whatever you're listening to right now. Like I mm-hmm. legit have no problem. I'm sure Ari is the same way. I'm sure Desiree yeah, is the same way. Like yeah. n- neither one of us. Open. Yeah, we're always open. Neither one of us will have a problem to just speak and just conversate you know, and we have different forms of outlet, you know, mm-hmm. um, to help you, you know, because it's look, sure. it's legit building a army and the stronger our army is, the better our journey can be, period. That's right. That's right. It reminds me of that, that one quote or saying, I don't even know where it came from, but it just popped in my brain where it says, remember that place you used to be in, the one, you know, you never thought you'd get out of, well, look at you now. <laughs> that's kind of what that's kind of what it reminds me of because we all have those moments um and we definitely are going to share those hotlines you know we'll make sure we put them in the bios because that is so important to know that those resources are there and you know resources mean nothing if you don't know about them so if you or someone you know goes through any of these things you know whether it be mental health or just itself maybe anxiety just make sure you guys share this so you're able to reach out to those who need it. You know, we want to be here for everyone. Um, Desi, do you have those hotlines? Yes. The suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Yes, yes. All right. Well, I'm going to hop into our social media platforms. Blendies, you guys make sure you're following us on all platforms at I'm a Blended. Also, remember to tune into the Blended Live each and every Wednesday night. You guys know we cut up on our lives. We just we do whatever our little hearts tell us to do, (laughs) whatever you guys tell us to do. And join us at 9 p.m. Central and 10 p.m. Eastern. We also post a new episode every single week make sure you guys listen to it share it turn on your post notifications so you're making sure you're up to date on all of our blending that we're doing throughout the community we want you guys to join our journey as always i want to invite you to join the journey by writing in you know whether it's my dm desi's dm on the blended page give us a topic or just maybe a a small situation that you've been dealing with or, you know, something you've dealt with that you want us to speak on, we can just kind of help you fight through that. And if you believe that you or someone that you know would be a great guest on our show, please DM us and let us know. 
We want you guys to be a part of this. This is not just about me and Desi. As you can see, this is about all of us. We have Teddy with us and, you know, showing the love and making sure we're allowing him to really just blossom through the platform. And he has an amazing platform himself. So him even coming up here to have that connection with the blended is amazing. We want you guys to be able to do the same thing. And you guys know... We want you to be as involved as possible. Also, don't forget about our Cash App giveaway. Our blendies who always listen in, y'all already know, you can win some free cash with us. Make sure you're following at I'm a Blended. DM the word, which this week is self-love, to us, and then share one of our posts for a chance to win some free money. Y'all oh, y'all giving away money? What? What? Money? Sometimes, money. Sometimes like, I never had that before. <laughs> yes, right now during this pandemic, you cannot tell me that y'all don't need no free money. Stop playing. I need that. Yes, come get some. Oh, man. But no, I have to say thank you to Teddy for joining in the show. Um, we really appreciate you being here and just being raw and transparent and just wholehearted with this discussion. And I, I also want to say, you know, thank you to Desi for being an amazing host on the show and for always being transparent. And just thank you for letting us in today because I know that that had to be something that was hard to do. So I appreciate you both. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, this you're is... You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and, then, and then before we go, um, I want to thank you guys. I truly do want to thank you guys because... Um, you know, what I said earlier as far as, you know, that that real raw, gritty moment between me and Desi, um, I think that's going to help us. Yeah, I think that now it can give uh, me uh, a better perspective to be a better friend and to, you know, further explain what I mean when I say things. Because I've always been that person to kind of just say it and leave it there. And mm -hmm how people take it is uh not necessarily i won't say how they take it i won't say that like i won't just say it in a brute way but it's kind of i've always been that person where it's like okay well you know i'm gonna be there no matter what so let's ride through this together and yeah. i think that this will help us even further because you know some of the things that she said i didn't even know um and so this this is going to help us so i want to you know thank you guys for letting me be on this platform i think this is going to help a lot of men um, I think this this overall conversation is going to help a lot. Um, yes. I think it's going to help friendships. I think Absolutely. it's going to help people that, um, you know, are going through depression. I think it's going to help people that are went through depression. I yes. think it's going to help Desi. I think it's going to help me. Um, I think it's going to help Ari. I think it's going to help Absolutely. a lot of people. I feel like we covered uh, some pretty good notes so and pretty good topics today because, yeah, it was just a pro very profound moment. Mm -hmm. And um, for you guys to give me this platform and, you know, let me have a voice and for you guys to have something where people can have a voice, not just me, where people can have a voice. Um, I appreciate you guys to the moon and back in times 10 um, for that. So I definitely had a great time. And, you know, Ari, like you said, you know, some of the things that Desi said, some of the things that I said, some of the things that you said um, wasn't easy to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was a profound moment, just in general. Uh, it was yeah. a great moment. It was a, a a monumental moment for all of us. And I know that this guy, I know that this will help you guys as well. Um, yeah. So, like she said, um, 
you know, DM us. You know, yeah. even me, I'm add me to the list. Um, to yeah. the to the people and the 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 people that you can have to um, talk to and communicate and chop it up with. Point blank, period. You know, I'm from Texas. We say chop it up. Come talk to <laughs> me. You know, we say chop it up. Come holler at me. You feel yes. me? You know? Um, yes. Come, 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 be, come, let me and help you be a better you, you yeah. know, because that's, that's what I wanted and that's what we needed. So why not, you know, continue that journey? You know, one thing that I've always uh, told myself, especially going through the depression, you know, it's like little moments and, and, and sayings that we have to have that helps us. And one of the things that helped me that I kind of made up myself is, um, you know, life is all about lessons and blessings. If you learn from your lessons, you'll get your blessings. That's right. And so if you break around, if you break down the, the word learn, it's, to, it's, it's also can be to teach. You got to mm -hmm. learn how to teach you, but also you got to, mm -hmm. you know, learn how to be open and responsive. So, you know, I said that to say that, you know, like I said, life is about lessons and blessings. You learn your lessons, you get your blessings. So that's right. This is something that we can learn from. So come get your blessings from us. Come get your, come get your, you know, come get your moments of peace with us. Come get your uh, times of tranquility with us and we can help you and we can point. And if, and like, I've always been that person where if I, if it's something that I can't speak about, or that I won't speak about, I can, you know, get the mm -hmm. sources to do so. Yeah. You know, which is another way of saying if I can't necessarily help you, I can find and help you. Point you in the right direction. Point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So once again, I appreciate you guys. This is very, this is a very pivotal moment, like a, a very mon monstrous moment um, for you guys and me, you know, me and Desi's relationship, uh, you and Ari's relationship, as in De Desi and Ari's relationship. Um, and you know, Ari can take this uh, and and go further with it in in her life, and I could take this go further with my life and Absolutely. Desi as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I love you guys, and yeah, that's my spiel. Yes. Well, with that being said, this is Ari and Desi and Teddy signing, signing off. Until next, Until next week. week. Bye. 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 <laughs>